0: Hello everybody, it's Big Joe and Joe's Compendium and today is the start of a new, well not new but it's going to be like a little mini thing that I do every once in a while, probably like once a month, Uh, where I have a balls deep session and we pick a show and or topic and we go really deep into it. So today I have Val back with us, uh, and we are going to talk about, if you want to go ahead and spoil the beans there. Today we are talking
1: about a show that uh, I hold dear that Joe here is also a fan of, that Amazon murdered in the West. Um, We'll get into that later, but it's a show that's called Recreators a uh, 2017 action series that is ridiculously well written and well thought out and just executed extremely well
0: Alright, so for those who don't know what this show is I will preface this now with um, this is obviously heavily spoiled but it has also been out for quite a while so listen at your own risk and we are doing this uh on my end I did just move so it's going to sound a little weirder than normal but yeah uh besides that let's dive right into it so one of the first things that caught my attention with this show is one of the, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the premise like the overall premise like this show came out Right around the time where it was before the whole isekai craze, and
1: no, it was it was, was no, the middle of the isekai craze. It
0: was close. I I I still the
1: isekai was, craze started with Sao and then well, built up over the next couple of years. This is like right after that initial start, so it's
0: it's like I don't even know if I would call uh, Sword Art Online an isekai. It is it's like it, it, it it's so weird that's that, that's it, a whole thing an but They're, anyways
1: they are trapped in another world it's an isekai it's like i guess but like doesn't matter whether it's virtual or not anyways back to recreators <laughs> um so as we've mentioned you know isekai everyone's favorite genre to bash on you know Characters get transported to another world and, you know, they're ridiculously overpowered because we can't write an actually interesting story about an actually interesting protagonist, so we're just going to make it a power fantasy. Well, Recreator flips that on its head and takes characters from fictional stories
0: and brings and them, brings to, the brings
1: them to us. They From, like, manga, anime, and video games. Um, those are actually there's a visual novel in there too
0: um so specifically what they covered was a visual novel a um anime series a light novel a manga and there was also a um there was one other it was a video game i think i can't remember exactly but um they, they covered mostly all genres and the biggest thing about this show that really caught my eye when I first saw it is like the, the premise is already like pretty cool. Like it's essentially reverse Isekai, and they're coming to us, not us coming to them. But you know, when you think about that, it's like, oh well, how are they coming to us? How does that make any sense, right? Well, the whole prom- the whole thing behind this is they are creations coming into the world of their gods and the whole layout and the reason for this is because each universe that is created by a person in this of real life creates a separate universe where that character lives where they can be dragged into here because of this particular character now um i know Valk is uh, itching to say something about this so go right ahead yeah so um
1: there's gonna be a lot of what I like about this series in this, so let's just get that out of the way for our you know lack of creative use of the English language. But a little nice touch that this show has is it separates the um, various mediums of a specific character. So you know, if a character is from say the anime, Adaptation of their book that came out, they're not going to know stuff that happens in the book because the book is ahead of the anime. Yep. They only know what they've experienced up to the point of the anime as they started to, you know, materialize in our world. Um, so that happens with Silesia. Um, pretty sure it happens with Blitz, too, because the is um, ahead of the anime for that probably
0: i think it also happened to um one one more person i don't remember who. one more person i'm not exactly sure who though but it does happen i think to a total of three people it Um a f- couple times yeah. um but
1: yeah so the characters so say we'll just go with uh because she is the first creation that we're introduced to uh she's from a series called the elemental symphony of Volgo chevalier god god <laughs> i can say a lot of stuff that's japanese but i can't say one thing that sounds even slightly
0: german yeah so um that but, is yeah. your typical mech that's it's actually it, it's mecha barely
1: like it has mechs but a lot of its focus is on magic so it's a weird, weird blend. But you, you, either way, you, it doesn't matter. We're only exposed to the origin of the story for like three minutes because that's all you need to know to get a basic grasp of what this character is coming from.
0: Yep. Um, the, I'm going to go. I'm going to take over here. So you get to – she is the first one that you meet, and uh, the, it's, they handled it beautifully. They did it the perfect way to drag somebody in when you don't really know what you're getting from something, where it's got that hint of action, two very well-designed characters. I personally like the character design for um, Altier, but um, I know there are some people who don't.
1: Well, I mean, even the animators in the best uh, filler episode ever were like, she's a pain in the ass to draw.
0: yeah. But um, she yeah. So you have these characters, and essentially, um, what happens is Altier, the main character, like you have your generic main character. No matter what, you're always gonna have one of those because that's how you bring the story together.
1: Your brown hair, brown eye, bugging average height, middle of high school kid.
0: Yep, middle to high school kid. So he's in his room doing some stuff, and all of a sudden, he while well, he's watching on... He's watching Chavalier. I'm gonna call it Chavalier because that's easier. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he finds himself in it. Like he's like, what? It's like he's ongoing. standing on he's standing on the ocean, and he's watching the fight. And they they don't see him at first, you know. Then like all of a sudden, they see him. And your thought process when you see something like this is like, oh no, he's getting transported to another world. He's gonna help them solve blah blah blah. No flicks back
1: to reality
0: flicks back to reality immediately and then he goes back and when he goes back this time she sees him and when she sees him Celestia they see Altier and Altier is essentially trying to cause all kinds of havoc and drag Celestia into the real world which she successfully does and she does it with but instead of it being with her she actually goes back with the main character whose name is Soda, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they get back, they go back to his place. Haha, herder. And Boy meets girl. Boy I think that's actually the <laughs> the name of the first episode too. Like It
1: was that was a joke that they made in the uh recap. Yeah. It but was that's like, not how this story's gonna go. No. So We got too much shit for a romantic subplot.
0: Yeah. Fast forward a little bit, you know, he's, like, he's freaking out because, like, this character is the spinning image of an anime character. She's freaking out because she's like, what the hell? Where am I? Where am I Oh So, map? he passes out. Yep. And, uh, this is one of the few times. He's downstairs,
1: gets some milk or orange juice or whatever he was drinking, I don't remember. Yeah. Comes back up and there's some absolutely gorgeous attention to detail. Now we can talk about there, but we can save that. Um, Opens the door. She's still there.
0: Yep. And it's great because, like, he's still in shock. He's like, I'm not in a different world. Is this how they feel? Is what I really felt like he was thinking. Because he's obviously read Isekai. And it's just like, he's probably sitting there like, is this what a person who, like, experiences an Isekai feels? Like, they just just don't know what to do in this situation. They just kind of like... no, <laughs> so they get to talking, and um, I'll tell. I mean, I mean,
1: I think talking. I, I think you mean more. Um, she's demanding answers, and Soda none. is flailing, trying to answer. Like, who are you? What What do you have to do with the enemy? What's going on? And so it's like, uh, you're 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 from you're from this this series. Look here, here's the book.
0: Here's the Dear. book. Then they read a line that's very personal to you. Yep. That brings you literally to your knees. Yep, and then she gets real mad at him, which is hilarious. She breaks his window. But, uh... I'm not, we're that, doing...
1: happened, that happens later. She just kind of collapses. Like, True. Then Altair shows up, and then she breaks the window.
0: Yeah. Now, at this point, you're like, alright. What does Altair have against this character? Like, what, what kind of bone does she have to pick with it? She doesn't have just a bone to pick with just her. And it's not even necessarily a bone. It's just kinda like Yeah. No, she wants Celestia
1: to join her forces. Yeah.
0: So like they're duking it out and Altier, I don't there was never a point in the series except for the very, very end, that I think she ever actually felt like she was gonna lose a fight. Well, of all. course, she's
1: completely overpowered. That's her whole point. Yeah. yeah. She's and... A subcreation of an official creation that got turned around into a wholly unique thing and then was given to the community at large. So any power that anyone thinks up about her and puts in a story with her in it, she has that power.
0: Yep. And that's how she that's how the main that's how she became like think stupid broken. If think like you community source like one character and be like alright cool this is him this is what he does you can add whatever to it and then you take that and you throw that on reddit but tame I will say tame because you know reddit's a piece of crap <sighs> at times uh, and that's essentially at what times? you're gonna get that's essentially what you're gonna get you're gonna get a character with like books upon books of absurd abilities that she's just getting by the nanosecond so, they're starting to duke it out on time, and then, herder, herder, in comes a new character, and also one of the me- one of the best main characters in Meteora. She yeah. comes in, she's obviously, like, not about Altier. and from their initial engagement, they've already, like, met. So, you're in this situation, this character gets dragged into your house, you have no clue what's going on as you're the main character. And then like this girl, she's from a whole different universe in a manga that you read. And then you see another person from a video game you read, you played. And you're like, What? And then the dude can get out with this subcreation you've never well you've never seen before. Well oh, he's seen he's it. He's seen it. He's seen it. He knows exactly he who it is. He doesn't recognize it yet. Yeah, he knows exactly who it is. He just doesn't recognize it yet. And that's actually a very important story point because like this becomes very important later on. So, they are like, oh shit, all these characters, you're from a different world. You're from the anime world. They're fucking flying without any assistance. Yep. In the middle of the city, and it was like Godzilla. Everybody's like, what's going on? Is that a movie? That's not a movie. Oh my god. And it's just, Beldum. Hilarious. Very well done. It was like the entire, throughout the entire time, you see there was a certain level of realism that they kept in the series, which there is one particular character that I really want to touch on that was like one of my favorite watching her progress. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So, fast forward a little bit, you know, they fight off Altier, or Altier decides to leave, and Meteora and Sosa are now back at Soda's house because. Oh, well, where else? Where are the hell go? else they gonna go? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's one friendly face in an entirely alien city.
0: Yep. So
1: they break his window even yeah. further.
0: Yeah. Actually, they break his glass door. He, 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 I'm honestly surprised his mom did not get mad at him. Like, I think she said something at one point, but then they just kind of. What are it. you gonna do? Are you <laughs> really gonna get mad at? Two
1: women who, one, can fly. One of them has a fucking sword and is very good at it. And the other and one can the summon The other one tanks. is a
0: fucking mage. She can who... summon airplanes and tanks out of nowhere. Oh, she learns
1: how to do that later. Um, But who currently has a whole bunch of uh, surface-to-air missile launchers in her back pocket because she stole them from the Japanese military.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's what she started off with. Mm, yep. I remember that now. Are
1: you really going to get
0: pissed at them? You can't really get pissed at them. You just kind of have to accept that. So, moving on, they realize, you know, they're in this world. These people from a different world, they're like, well, where's the person that created me? And here comes the fun. I'll leave this to you, Valk. Go right ahead. All
1: right. So, uh, Celestia wants to meet her creator. Because, you know, she's got questions she wants to ask. Why is my world, you know, caught in a massive bloody war? You know, if it's, you created my world. You may not have thought you created a world, but you did. So answer for it. Um, So she, and so to find a way to get in contact with the creator of the series that she's from. Send a picture, and it's kind of like, oh, you know, uh, really, really good cosplay. You know, she'd like to meet you. So, you know, uh, Matsubara Sensei, the creator of the series, being a uh, complete and total fucking nerd like the rest of us, yeah. uh, Seeing a pretty girl dressed up as, you know, his character, it's like, oh, well, screw it, I'll go see him tomorrow. So. They come to a meeting, and uh, you know, it's like, "Oh wow, you you look really good." Like, it's pretty much exactly how I imagined Caelicia would look. Oh, that's great because I'm real.
0: And that's like his reaction. Honestly, was it's, so. He's perfect. just like, "What?" He's just like, "You're kidding." And then she starts to go, and then the she, cap-
1: then she pulls the sword out of nowhere because, you know, only a fictional character could literally make a sword materialize out of thin Anyway,
0: Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, uh... And then everybody around them was like, uh... What? Well, they didn't
1: notice the sword come out. They're just like, oh, god-tier cosplay! Yeah. And, and then, then fucking, you know, camera pans over a little bit, and you can see a gaggle of girls around another taller girl with pink hair, and you know they're all gawking at her um so i'm going to let you handle this one because you wanted to talk about this girl
0: all right so this girl in particular is the magical girl of the series and she
1: <sighs> she's the best she really I... is like like she... she she's a precious cinnamon bun
0: no i want you, i want everybody to understand What would happen if you take a girl from a magical girl series like Sailor Moon, all powers and everything, and then throw them in the real world where their real powers have real consequences?
1: Like, you know, those massive explosions that they send out actually blowing Blowing things things up up and causing people to bleed and cough up blood and, you know, get hurt in ways that are more than just a little light scuffing
0: yes so this is Mamika Kirameki and she has some of the most brutal character development I've ever seen in a stretch of like 12 episodes like she gets a dose of real life like she like, looked, like oh. they, they slapped her so hard with the real life syndrome you figured she'd be outside smoking a cigarette and drinking a 40 and just kind of sitting there like I've seen some shit man I've seen some shit I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, like,
1: she's also an excellent symbol of how this story... She's not actually, like, the best example of how this story takes fictional characters and applies them in their mindset to the real world, you know? She's from a kid's show. Probably barely even gets a G rating, you know? It's yeah. that name, all things considered. It's only got that because it's got a little bit of cartoon violence. Yep. Um... You know, this is a show where you've got your villain of the week and, you know, you beat him up until he, you know, gets down on his hands and knees and begs for forgiveness. And, you know, he joins the good guys or he just, you know, doesn't show up again. You know, she doesn't come from a show where people really honestly get hurt. So she she falters when she sees other people bleeding Because um, Celestia cuts her one time just a very very shallow cut but you just see her lose all composure
0: she just kind of free goes out she, she's she, never been hurt herself yeah like she like so what ends up happening here is like they some things happen they start talking and then they get into, get into a fight because she was recruited by Altiera beforehand and they start fighting and they're like she's launching all these attacks at celestia uh, celica wow i just completely did you shit. just call her a toyota no i did not i did not <laughs> yes, Then
1: you called her a celica
0: i don't know what she's talking <laughs> about anyways so she's like they're duking it out duking it out of the same building that they just met the creator for celestia and she's destroying this she's destroying this building she's not even going all out she's like demolishing this building Meteor is doing everything in her power to keep the the debris from killing everybody, and she's like, "What? There are people getting hurt down there." And she starts. Yeah, freaking you're out. blowing shit up, dumbass. She starts freaking out and going even more in habit, and it's like, "Calm down." She's she doesn't know what to do with herself,
1: and she literally can't control her power because she isn't calm enough to. I mean, yeah. It, and then you know, Matsubara and Soda are just like
0: This you is know, happening.
1: I, I I have no way to comprehend this. Is this really happening in my dreaming? And so it's just like, Yeah, um twenty four hours ago I would have been saying the same thing.
0: Yep. And then at this point, this is where we start to get a lot of the characters to show up. Because next in comes uh, it's
1: no, it's Mirakuchi <laughs> first. Mirakuchi comes in. That's right, uh, yeah. And Celestia, and then Alistair comes in to pick up um, Monica.
0: Yeah, that's because um, you, uh, Mirakuji, uh If anybody wanted like fan service, how about having the fan service for JoJo's a Persona all at once?
1: Oh my god, it's such. I love that fucking character. I His mean, character is very well designed. Like every character, he's, every character, every character in this show looks like a main character from an actual show. That that was the whole point. It's so. It's not like oh, we've got a whole, we've got an important cast, but we need to you know make sure that we draw them you know at a reasonable level so that. They have more detail than your background characters, but not too much detail. No, they have all the detail.
0: Yeah, every single one of these characters that we're going to be talking about, they all are main characters or – like, they're main characters to the story of the series that they come from. And there are two, there are three characters in particular that I really enjoyed. Mirakuji was one of them. Mamika was one of them. And then there's one other one that uh, I think you might know who it is huh. Was it Magane? Of course it was. So, we'll talk about her. We'll talk about her, because for those fans of psychological characters, you'll love her. But, fast forward a little bit here, we're starting to get a lot of these characters showing up, and like they're really starting to cause problems. Like This isn't, because of the way this is designed, this isn't the like small thing you can just sweep under the rug. And, after all this fight goes down and all this happens, guess what happens? The government gets involved.
1: They start showing up. So, you know, everyone scatters. Because, well, we've all seen shows where, you know, anything strange happens. What? What's the first thing that happens? The government starts trying to kill things.
0: Yeah. Now, what ends up happening here, though, is, well, the government does show up, but initially I think they do try to stop it. But, like... It
1: comes a little later. It comes after uh Kania is introduced.
0: Right, 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 right. So, like, essentially what happens is, like, the government does get eventually involved, but in a realistic way when they're trying to resolve this, because they don't really understand what's going on, so they want to get all the people involved and crown them up. By this point, we have, like, three or four on one side, three or four... At on this
1: the- point, on um our... For our main cast, we have Celicia and Meteora. Um, Mirakuji is loose cannon at this point. He just wants to have fun, you know, yep. enjoy the enjoy the cigarettes in this world that have flavor and the food that's got depth.
0: Um, yep. That is something that all these characters say a lot.
1: Monica and Alistairia are firmly under Altair's control. Yep. Um, and then we get... A uh, call to Matsubara from one of his industry friends, the uh, creative director for a show called uh, "Monomagia: The Infinite Over Machine." It's Japan. They don't know how to translate stuff to English properly. Yeah, but um, you,
0: if you couldn't guess, uh, this one is if if you want a mech, this this is the mech. Like this is the mech.
1: Gigas Machina is the big, beefy mech that can still somehow fly around like a very agile fighter plane.
0: Now, I want everybody to understand, too, this series does not have crappy animation. It has top-notch quality animation. I'm talking like anybody who watched Captain Earth, same level, if not better,
1: for animation. This is a show where, you know, they came out at a point where the CG in anime was starting to get mostly consistently decent, at least. This is, this is in there. It's very well done 3D that blends pretty decently into the 2D. Um, the 2D animation though is still top freaking notch. I mean, yeah. it, it does have some moments where it dips,
0: but dude, every that's... anime has them. Every anime has them, and it's a weekly, so like, this is the kind of, those are the kind of animations you expect, because those get cleaned up when you get the whole DVD set. Now, moving right along, we're getting a lot of the characters together here at this point, like, they have, they've had some touch and goes and everything, and then... I think they actually have their first real big skirmish very soon on the bridge, right? Well, we we can't
1: go to the bridge yet without getting the government involved. Um, yes, that's right. The
0: government does get involved, and that's when our am So, gigas yeah, uh,
1: Matsubara's industry friend, the uh, director of Monomagia, uh, calls like, Hey, um, has one of your characters shown up? Yeah. Did one of yours show up, too? Yeah, the uh the main character kid from Monomagia, he's currently sitting in my living room eating my food. Yeah. He brought his mech too. We've parked it in a baseball field.
0: Cause where else are you gonna put it? <laughs> Not even
1: trying to hide it in a forest. No, just put it in a fucking public baseball field.
0: But you know what? The mech had camouflage, so it was okay. Until they needed to get into it and then he destroyed destroy the house. Yep. The government barges
1: in, <laughs> throws flashbangs, um, instead of, you know, knocking on the door, because if there's two things we know about the government, it's that it takes them a lot to get moving, you know, a giant fucking mech sitting in a baseball field. Yep. Um, two, they always go overboard when they do it, you know, instead of knocking on the door, they throw flashbangs in and come in with the safeties off on fully automatic firearms just into a writer's house
0: because like they're they're just like their whole thought process is i don't know what this dude's doing he could have a whole army in here and it's like you you know what he's doing you, you literally watched him make this phone call like what are you talking about like come on like seriously
1: um, and then third you know they apologize after the fact which uh. was actually very cool yeah, he's like, uh oh, we, we should have come in, but, you know, we saw the giant mech, and we kind of got a boot in the ass to move.
0: Yeah, when um, you see a giant mech, you kind of, uh, I don't care so, who you are, your superior is most likely going to be like, move, we got to
1: kill these okay. people now. Um, It's at this point that we are introduced to the best character in the entire series, in my opinion, best girl, uh, Kikuchi Hara-san. Oh, also known as the first competent government official in anime. Yes. <laughs> because she's like, okay. We know that you are creations. We know that you come from fictional world. We we know that. Um, let's work together to beat this Altair chick. <laughs> because, I mean, we, we can forgive you for... The destruction because we know that wasn't your fault. You were getting chased by another creation. But you know. What's well, this chick up to?
0: Yeah, like she like she handles this very well. Like, very level-headed, didn't like go crazy or anything. She's just kind of like, Alright, cool. This clearly is something that I can't use common sense with, so let me apply what common sense I can to the situation. And that's where you get her she is a great mediation to the story she's a great bridge and she is a very good character that she pretty much makes sure the story continues there like whenever she's like prominent on the, in the animation she's there like they're moving the story along Like a lot of
1: i will admit a fair amount of this story relies on spending your disbelief it's just like how do they suddenly know how to make all this stuff work? Because a lot of things just kind of work after Kikuchihara says, I'll arrange for it. Yeah, But, um, you know, you can mostly say, oh, it's Meteora being a complete and total genius and being able to splice her magic with
0: technology. technology. Um, but then again, from what her series is, like, it makes sense. She's what? the
1: ultimate mage.
0: She's the ultimate uh, mage in the library of infinite information, essentially. So Library of Infinite Information. I mean that's basically what it is. Like Yeah, it's the Library of
1: Infinite something. We've both forgotten what it is, so just find it funny how you gave up on
0: it. Yeah. I mean, like it's essentially just infinite information. It's uh, just like
1: But yeah, so uh we're introduced to our first competent government officials when dealing with you know something alien and unknown
0: yeah so we move on from this point like things are like starting to get along they're using they're, interge- they're integrating these people these creations into the world as much as they can within reason like she's used, she's pulling strings like uh Celestia so she uh gets a driver's license at one point and it's like she gets
1: a driver's license and a Toyota FR also
0: that's... known as
1: an 86 in Japan
0: yeah, and it's like, oh, that's a
1: government car. Yeah, I don't think so. That's a that's a sports car. A little underpowered, but it's a sports
0: car. Yeah, so like you have these characters doing that, like, and it's very nice. There was if there was one fault that I had to point out with this show, is that it did drag at certain points. Granted, it yeah. kind of it. There was not much you could really do about it. Like maybe they could have sped up some stuff here and there, but like it did drag a few points, but. There is no perfect show in my opinion
1: it it did expose it a fair amount but you know yeah. they had to kind of find some way to explain what was going on exactly I mean, and one otherwise it just completely falls apart yeah
0: um, it takes it also takes too long for soda to become um, more than just basically background he, that, that
1: that's one issue I mean you know he just kinda. Exists there, it's like, oh, this kid is coming to these you know super important government meetings that take him out of school because he happened to be the guy there,
0: yeah, he just happened to be there. It's like, uh, but I mean, obviously um, later on, you find out he's more than just happens to be there, like, you, you like, the biggest, the biggest question of the city, too long to make it relevant, yeah,
1: um, anyways. We need to get back to narrative.
0: Yes. We were heading towards the bridge, because that's, I think, the next major fight.
1: I will let you carry on, now that we've gotten through the fact that, you know, the government is competent and doesn't try to restrict the creation's freedom and respects their human rights.
0: Yeah, exactly. That is also a very good point there. Uh, So, eventually we get to a a really big skirmish where um, Mamika's in the middle of having essentially a midlife midlife crisis like she's gone from being 12 i'd say she's like 25 mentally at this point she's like it's it not
1: like you know the mature 25 like i've had a healthy life it's i'm 25 because my entire world has been destroyed and i've been forced to grow up
0: yep so you know, she's she,
1: she still loses composure easily because you can't make a complete and total transition from what she started as in just a couple days but it's not you know this whole i'm i'm mature i have a level head now i can see the world for what it is no she's still from a kid's show she's still you know not written to be an intelligent character so she still can easily have the wool pulled over her eyes but She's still idealistic and she doesn't want people to fight. She wants everyone to be friends and get along and share coffee and cupcakes.
0: Which is why I always found it hilarious and also very nice and fitting that Alistair uh, Alisteria was her essentially best friend. Like Oh god, Alistairia
1: is such a great foil for her.
0: She's such yeah. a great foil because she's where Mammy she is, is... This
1: rough, you know character she comes from a world that is literally drowning in blood and um yeah it's, she's more like the medieval fantasy genre
0: yeah she um, she she is like an ode to uh to the fate fans essentially in my opinion the fate stay fans that kind of thing because like
1: yeah, let, she, let's just throw a little bit of berserk in there too considering the sheer amount of blood
0: yeah, it's it's bloody. It's armor. That touch of magic, and like gods, like that's that's just basically what her world is, and she's so, she's so done with everything. Like she just is not. Where Momika is so idealistic, she's very pessimistic, and she's just like, I, I don't see the point. Like, I
1: mean, Allstaria's first thing that she does to her creator is track him down, threaten him at spear point, and then kidnap him and force him to sit down and, you know, make an effort to revise her world so that it's peaceful and, you know, no one's dying. Yeah. Um, She, she's not the smartest.
0: She's Um, very straightforward.
1: She again can have the wool pulled over her eyes very easily and several characters take advantage of that yep um but you know me being me i noticed a few interesting things about her um
0: do tell, do tell. so because
1: sh- so in japanese there are a couple different ways you can tell someone to shut up you can say "udasai," which translates to noisy and it's more of a hey you're being noisy so you know not as direct as shut up but. It generally means shut up. Or you can say damare, or a couple variations of it. She always uses damare, which essentially means shut the fuck up. Yeah. She does not have time for your bullshit. She is a fairly crude character, all things considered. Because, I mean, can you blame her? Her world is hell.
0: Like Literally hell. Her world is like... It's it's like watching what uh what uh what happened in Berserk on repeat. Like, Not it's a bad
1: place to live.
0: No. Um, and she has a lot of issues, so she's gonna be jaded, and it makes sense. And I love how like that's just like how she is throughout the entire series. But like when she's with Mamika, she's just like, maybe there is some kind of hope. But she's like, she's she. She She wants to, but she can't, you know? She's such a
1: great, great character. I mean, look, this is a show that went to the detail of, oh, this character is from, you know, a medieval era. So what happens if you know, she has a plastic bag? Well, compared to stuff from her era, a crappy convenience store plastic bag would be very well constructed and she notes it as such yeah it's tiny little details that make a character and that little thing that you know barely took her a second to say is one of the reasons that I really like that character because they understand her and they were willing to, you know, go to minute little details that don't really matter to but flesh so her
0: out. Those minute little details all add up and it makes you understand and love that character as the story progresses. So we're gonna we're gonna speed through this a little bit. Like they get to this big fight, and you know, this is where essentially you figure out who sides on whose side. Mamika is forced to realize that they have to fight. But like, there's no way around it. There's no way to stop it. And she's got to suck it up and deal with it. She doesn't. She doesn't initially. Like, she, she, throws a, she essentially throws a tantrum and just dips. And, like, passes out. And Alistair is there to help her. She's, like, being that best friend that's like, I've been through this. I understand. I'm going to help you. And that that's what happens. Like they go off on their own for a little while. And uh, Altier being essentially a god in the series, she's just like, I'll I'll allow it. Now, <laughs> We get to meet Blitz for the first time, and he's one of the I'm more raci- he he's one of the more rational ones in the series. He's on her side because he does not like his creator, even though he's never met them. And the reason being is. His creator made a parent. Blitz had to shoot his own child in his story. Now, like he had to kill his own daughter. Like I like anybody who knows, like in his media, daughter was
1: either gonna die a very painful death or he was gonna shoot her and make it so that she didn't suffer.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he had to deal with that. So like he does not like his creator at all. Like. He's like, why did you have to make me do that? more, hey. more than that. Why did you have to make me kill my daughter? Why couldn't it be me, et cetera, kind of thing, right? So he wants revenge. Yeah, plain and he, Straight, straight yeah. up wants revenge. He's from a hard, he's from the hard
1: boiled uh, genre, so you know,
0: he's more of the detective he's style. Shit. Yeah, and it's very interesting that um, Altier was actually able to pull the wool over his eyes, and it was only because she was using his daughter, because he's rather intelligent. So, later on in the series, he even makes a note of it. Well, he's like,
1: yeah, she no. She hide squat from him. What? I mean, she didn't hide squat from him. She didn't hide She's squat like, from him. I am him. here to destroy the world.
0: Yeah, she and, it, You
1: know, this is the world that killed your daughter, or this is the world that forced you to kill your daughter. Do you want to get revenge? Yes. Okay, come on.
0: Let's yeah, go. That's literally it, and, like, that's the best way to do it, because, like, he understood then, like, Like, back then, he's like, I'm going to get the person to kill my daughter. But, like, later on, he understands he's like, As much as I want to kill my creator, it doesn't do anything. I'll end up dying anyway. So, like, nothing happens. And, like, I see my daughter in hell for no reason. So, you get this character. He's a great character. And then you get the rest of the first round of characters that show up. And this is right around the time where my girl, my boo, Magane Chikujojin, Chikujoin, shows up. And she shows up in the most brutal way possible. She murders a shopkeeper in cold blood for yep, fun. For fun. So her whole a lie thing... lie
1: about a lie turns in on itself. Yep, that is her key She reverses cause and effect.
0: And it's like absurd. Like bastard. And the way that she works, she has certain conditions that have to be met. And it's all through wordplay. Her whole character is cause and effect through wordplay. And her whole story. I think she was the one that was from a light novel. She, she was from
1: a uh, light novel series.
0: Yeah, and she is... Actually, when I first saw her design, she reminded me of Dumb and Rupa a lot. Just the teeth, the school setting, that innate insanity that she has, but yet she's so carefree and, like, just wild. It's like, you, you just kind of wonder, you're like, what the hell is going on in this girl's head? So I,
1: I, I remember when I first watched this show back in 2017, you know... Back when you had to go through it fucking anime strike on Amazon, a second paywall for fifteen dollars after Amazon Prime, which is why this show died in the West. Yeah. Because Amazon had exclusivity. Um every time you would hear those bells tinkling, you'd just be, like, oh god, what's gonna go wrong now? What's she gonna do? Is she gonna murder someone? Cause while she doesn't have an exceptionally high kill count through the whole series, she y- you always feel like she's right there.
0: She can, she is essentially the kind of character where like she's gonna do what she wants and you're not gonna be able to stop her because she's a genius at wordplay and her ability. like she's like, "I'm gonna do this because it's fun." It's the whole reason why she helped out the main character at the end. And it's like, yep, this that's it. She she literally took a foreign power from another cre- uh, from another creation, took one of his main powers for shits and giggles. She's just like <laughs> literally on a dare. Yeah, literally on a dare. She's like, I'm gonna take well, it. Oh, hey, uh,
1: you know, if that uh, stand of yours is a curse. You know, curses like that can be removed. To give it to me? Hell no! I'm not gonna give it to you.
0: Oh, what? Right.
1: I can remove it. Let's see you try. Bet's on! Yep. And she does it. Literally in one move. He attacks. Hangaku is now hers.
0: Yep. And that was that was insane. Like, I honestly, like, when I saw that happen, like, I jumped out of my seat, and I was like, yo, she's insane. I don't wanna mess with her. like, <laughs> Like, there's a you... lot
1: of little details with um but you know I kinda wanna save that for you know certain characters passing.
0: Yeah, um we're gonna get to that now actually because like after she shows up like there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on. Like characters are like starting to like try to figure things out. Like this is around the time where Alessaria goes and like goes to kidnap her creator some of them are trying to deal with this, like the the other side is trying to deal with that meteor company are dealing with her. And meanwhile, Mamika comes to the revelation that Altier is not the person she should be following. And there are two moments in the entire series when Altier is not does not seem unfallible. One this is the first. This is the first. Because Mamika being as idealistic as she is, as pure as she is, she shows up and she's just basically like, Look, I don't think this is right. I don't think that you're gonna get anything out of this, especially redemption for your creator's soul. And then Altier is like, you motherfucking dirty bitch and she understand shit so she literally just is just like volley of swords into Momika's gut and the last thing you hear from Momika for the rest of the series no she de-
1: not quite not quite oh well she yeah. does have a couple lines
0: she does have a couple lines later on but,
1: but the episode ends on the most chilling shout that you can ever hear it's just Momika shouting the name of her attack Magical Splash Flare, because she's from a friggin' magical girl show made for, like, six-year-old kids. But somehow, this childish-sounding attack name is just—oh,
0: man, it hurts. Like, you—like, it's literally, like, the air standing still. She's just, like, Magical Splash Flare, and then you feel it explode. Like, this isn't, like—no, this is is the biggest— It's hard
1: cut, too. There's no explosion, I don't
0: think. No, no, you get you get the pink explosion and then it cuts immediately after. Like you get all the pink, you get the pinkness, and it's like boop, and then it's like boop and it's gone. And you're like, what? Cause she she was she was willing to go down fighting there. She was gonna fight Altier. There was no way she was winning that at all. No matter how raw no matter how much raw strength she had, there was no way. So she dies and like she went from being a naive little girl to understanding what the fuck was going on before everybody else, ironically, actually... And then be, and confronting Altier, it was like... Yeah. There's, so there's
1: actually not- a lot to discuss with her death, even something that goes into color theory, but I kind of want to save that uh, until later on. Um, But, um, you know, she does survive her... Practically suicidal explosion. Yeah. Um, She manages to fly a distance before collapsing, but, you know, she flies over our dear friend Magane, who is uh, currently walking down the street eating a hot dog on a skewer.
0: Because that's Um, what she would do.
1: Just, you know, with her arms out the side, doesn't give a shit, because she's Magane. But um, some blood actually drops onto... Said uh, hot dog on a skewer. And because Magane is Magane, she doesn't throw it away. She eats it because, you know, she's a freaking psychopath. Yep. She's supposed to be an evil character, so we got to show the little tiny detail, right? This yeah. is what I keep talking about tiny details. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Magane uh, runs over to uh, a dying Mamika. Um, And it is Magane who hears Mamika's last words, which are pretty much like tell Alistair to go ally with Meteora and stop Altair. Yeah. Very, you know, just tr- trying to get it out between
0: coughing up her and
1: heavy breaths because she can barely breathe. Yeah, because you know, ruptured lungs, ruptured everything, really.
0: Yeah, she. I mean, she had like thirty-seven swords <laughs> skewer her alive. You know that 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 would hurt. That would hit a lot of things, but um, yeah, she she does come there, and like you can see it, like when you watch the series, if you watch her from episode two up until the episode she dies, you can see her face. Her facial expressive, the way she carries herself, it all changes episode by episode by episode until she dies. And when she dies, she has like this, like, revigorated, like, this is it, this is where my understanding is, and then done. It was like, great character design. I loved what happened with that. Now, moving on, because that is only the first half. You get into the yeah, second.
1: Yeah, that's just episode nine there.
0: Yeah, like, like, like essentially, what ends up happening is like, this happens. Alistair is like pretty much goes into blind fury for a while. Did you kill Mamika? Did you kill Mamika? No, I didn't.
1: But I did hear her last words, and then Magne, you know, twists them around. It'd be something about uh, Medeora Something about Altair.
0: Something, something, something not clear. just
1: doesn't really put any, you know, real... Doesn't tell what was actually said to her. No. All because it's a game to her. Yep. Yeah. She thinks it would be really fun to see what would happen if Alistairia went and
0: tried to kill Meteora. Yep. And that's what she tried to do. And boy, did she fucking try. <laughs> she tried. Oh, uh, she...
1: She jets over and just freaking attacks Meteora straight up. Like, when that I
0: say, like, this, she's essentially like a tank. This girl, she runs over and she's just like, it's on site. Like, no words, you! And Meteora's like, what? And then she's just like, it's on site. And, Boom. uh, this point, um,
1: Mirakuji, uh, shows up and, uh, you know, blocks an attack from uh, Alice Terry. He's still got Hangaku at this point. But yeah, this he's the where he loses Hangaku. Yep. Um, and he's just like, eh, I think it'd be fun to get in a scrap with her. So, you know, that happens. And then the government shows up because the government is competent in this series and they've yes. got uh, Celestia. And, you know, a, we kind of skipped over this because we got a lot to cover. Um... But they've been, the creators have been working with the created to try and Get see the, if they can improve the abilities of the created in the world by writing stories and other supplementary material, and this is where that sort of comes to fruition for the first time.
0: Yeah, because uh, Selica gets a uh, new ability. You
1: did it again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, wh- whatever. You
1: said Celica!
0: Celestia. Sorry, whatever. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hear it. So she gets a new ability. She essentially gets like a bigger, a bigger sword, and she can use fire for a little bit. It was, I think it was, in, I think it ended up being a one shot ability. But um, this sets up the premise for what happens next because essentially what happens is this is a really big fight. Um, Minakuchi loses Hagaku, uh Hagaku, whatever.
1: And... Altair shows up and uh, completely negates the extremely powerful ability that Celestia has which, you know, reduces her back to her hole in the gut thanks to a spear yep. from earlier. Um, so, you know, she's back to bleeding out, but Altair's like, I can't protect the world anymore, so she runs away.
0: Yep, because she's uh, starting to feed because she's starting to, like, Disappear because the way this world works is like if a creation tries to change too much, the world will reject it.
1: Acceptance is a big part of the story, and acceptance from the audience that is. Um, because uh, yeah, so Celestia gets her shit wrecked, Uh, Mirakuji loses Hangaku to Magane um Alistair is you know mourning the loss of her friend everybody else is just
0: kind of there yeah yeah everybody's uh, pretty much in shambles and then this is when soda finally decides to tell everybody what the fuck happened he realizes hey um
1: you know this altair creation we've been fighting I yeah, know where I, she's from. I know her. Uh, She's the final creation of my dead friend. And it's like... I may
0: as well have killed. Yep. Like, this is one of those things, like, when I think of this, I always think, what is everybody else's thought process on Soda as a character? Do they hate him or do they like him? Because I 100% understand if you hate him because of everything he's done he's not necessarily a very likable character, but he's also a character where he's very relatable. I mean, what, what would you
1: do if, like, you were friends with a person and, you know, you both shared an interest, but this other person just kept getting better and better and you were kind of, you know, stagnating and then, Not only is this friend of yours getting better and better, but she's also getting picked up for contracts with major uh, recording labels who want to work with her because, you know, she's an excellent artist. Yeah. I mean, you're going to feel inadequate. And admittedly, he goes a little bit far in his inadequacy. Um, He cuts off all contact from her, and that drives her into a deep depression, which eventually leads her to suicide. Yeah. I mean it it's an understandable
0: route that yep. he would take. Exactly. And then it's like that that touches up on the, like one of those like very top light subjects where it's like all it takes is just that one person to reach out to be able to stop something like that from happening. And he didn't. And he didn't feel extremely guilty for it. He and that's where his that's this is where Soda for me became a character where I was like, Alright, I'm about it because like he grows from it and like at the end of the series, he's going at it like he's he's not being a little bitch anymore. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna fast forward to the next part because the next part is where we get we understand we get the whole thing from soda, and then they're just like, okay, 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 blah blah blah. Right. So how do we kill? How do we stop her? And that's kill
1: when, altair
0: And that's when they came up with the birdcage. And this birdcage is, like, essentially a a pocket dimension is the best way to put it. They pretty much are just, like, trying to make a pocket dimension where the acceptance of the fans is a law. And if Meteora and friends get more acceptance for their side of the story, they'll be able to beat Altier. But they don't realize that Altier knows what they're doing, and she's going to flip the script on
1: them. And she does. They constantly forget that Altair is just as smart, if not smarter than them.
0: Yeah, because like... Because
1: they don't know what stories the community has created that give her knowledge and abilities. They don't know what she has. They're literally going up blind. All mm-hmm. they know
0: is what they've seen. Meteor, Like, honestly, Meteor handled that perfectly. Like, every plan that she came up with up to this point was like, top notch. So... You get this whole thing, and, like, before they, like, the government's, like, at this point, like, the government's, like, working hand-in-hand with the creations, and their creations are working with the government to find other creations if they show up. Because there's a couple more that end up showing up. Two more show up. Uh, One is the rival to Murakuchi. Show and the other is just another random, basically the girl to replace uh, Mamiga.
1: The other one who shows up is a character named Hoshikawa, uh, and she is from a visual novel, specifically a dating sim.
0: Yep. Um, I was completely caught off guard when they decided to throw her in. I was like, "What?" Oh god,
1: she's she's another like just really a adorable character, but she doesn't have the same impact as Mamika. No, because... Because, um, you... you know, Mamika had time for growth, whereas this character is just kind of brought in at the end because we need to flesh out a little bit more of cat. We need to have a slightly broader cast so we get the whole thing, and, you know, we've got to make the uh, joke about how people who play dating sims are sad, lonely losers who you know... Play pretend and dress up their favorite character and you know skimpy outfits and make them fight
0: because that's exactly which, what happens, which
1: is pretty great. It does happen, and in that fight, because it was just thrown on sloppily by the creator, um, Altier was like, Yoink, that's mine. Altier's just like, This is this is just paper, fucking get rid of this. No, to weigh all of our abilities and.
0: So essentially, what happened here? Um, because we did skip over a bit,
1: uh, we skipped a lot, but we have to.
0: Yeah, um. what happened is, uh, they did a thing. They got like they made this whole like they made essentially like a comic con, comic thing, event, huge big event, huge
1: event, government sponsored. They got a whole ton of different properties together. They had all the creators write stories to weave the narratives together, so that the characters they knew about could show up in the birdcage.
0: And, and give I them actually buffs. honestly
1: I would read that.
0: I, I would, would too. absolutely
1: read that. I that would, would be too. freaking awesome.
0: Like they all they this also gave them the chance to give all these characters buffs and everything else. And it's like, all right, cool. We get into this bird cage and this huge fight goes down. This is like was six, seven episode fight scene fight? Down? It's a long, long fight. Yeah. Like it's
1: a lot of smaller fight scenes, but th- they're in combat for a fairly long time. Yep. All the stops get pulled out. Um, Celestia has to blow herself up
0: because... Every... Uh, hold on. The biggest thing here is that every single main character that was here in the series had their shining moment. Celestia, Cel- uh, Celestia had hers. She had the ultimate sacrifice play. She had the ultimate sacrifice play. Um, Wow. Wow. I hate when I do this. Rui, our big mech boy, had the uh, what the hell are you doing, get your shit together big moment. And he had to be the one to pull the trigger for the ultimate sacrifice, even though he didn't want to. Like, he had two good ones. Alistairia... Had the
1: she had her moment of coming around to the uh good side and you know going toe to toe with Altair
0: before getting killed by her all the time, yeah. Like it was it was brutal because Alt in like Altair, was oh, God.
1: it was a sickening crunch, man.
0: Yeah, like Altair. All right, so basically, what happens is like um, they uh, Meteor cast a lot of spells on um Roy's mech. And then they're using these spells to amplify other things. And then Meteor casts another spell. Because what they were trying to do was strip away uh, Altier's power. And then they almost do it, but then they miss. And then like, Alistair is like, fuck it, I'm gonna go balls deep. So she uses her her own power plus the spells that were put on her, and she goes to attack Altier. and it looks like it hits. And it does. Yeah. It does hit. But
1: it, but it also her. doesn't, it lands on the wrong target because Altair has the ability to reverse cause and effect, same as Meg as uh Magana. I said mean, god damn it, I'm still thinking the Konosuba movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I so
0: that a couple days ago,
1: um, but uh, yeah, so she reverses cause and effect, and that causes Alistair's ridiculously powerful punch. On Altair's face to hit uh, Alistairia's face instead. And but, what happens when you hit someone's head with the
0: force of a car? Uh, they, 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 they die. So um, but you gotta remember too, she stabbed herself first. She stabbed Altair first, and then it's revealed that Altair doesn't even have a scratch on her. She still has the spear inside of her. She has the spear inside of her, and there's not a but single scratch on her. She's not stabbed. Yeah, and then all of a you look at Al- 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 Alistair and she's bleeding. Gaping wound. In Gaping chest. wound. Like, it's ridiculous. And then she still goes for the swing and dies. Falls out of the skies and dies. Alistair is looking, laughing, and, like, you're just like, how did she even, like, do that? Like, that's absurd. And, and the fight was ridiculous. Honestly, like, at that point, you're just like, they're not winning this fight. Like it was at that very point that you realize like there there's no way they're winning this fight. Like they all make all these sacrifices and they're all trying. Blitz comes back to help them on their side and they still uh, cannot do anything. As his creator resurrected his
1: daughter with the help of Meteora in the uh previously mentioned uh stories that brought everything together for the uh event. Yeah. Um so you know He's he's a good guy now because he can be a good guy now because his sole motivation for destroying the creator world is gone. He has his daughter back, and yeah. now he has to protect his daughter. Yep. And he can't protect his daughter if the world he is from ceases to exist.
0: Exactly. So that's that's essentially what happens. And like, what ends up happening is one there's one like major small detail that we miss. Um, there's a character that Soda wants to put in the uh, fight, and then they're all just kind of like, I don't know about this man, I don't know about this, blah blah blah. But we'll have it there just in case. So they have it there just in case, and we're all like speculating what this character might be, who this character might be. Like me personally, when I was first watching this, I was like, it's. Gonna you got be... misled, didn't you? I thought it was some character that they both worked on.
1: You thought it was serious, didn't you?
0: No, I didn't think it was serious. I hundred percent did not think it was serious because he wasn't in the room at that point. I knew it wasn't that. I thought it was going to be some oh, kind of character. Around that. Yeah, i I went completely. I went completely weird. Like I thought it was some random character that both him and uh, Altier's creator worked on together at some point because they were close friends. You know that would make sense, but. He's like, you know, realistically there's no like real acceptance for this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're all like, no, that's not gonna happen. And guess who walks through the door?
1: Well, you're skipping over Sirius right now, so.
0: Yes, cause Sirius doesn't technically happen yet.
1: Sirius does happen, and it we have to mention this because this is the character that they bring in that, you know, is literally just an alternate skin for Altaïr. She's supposed to be the equal in every way. Yep. Um, but, you know, because they didn't really give her much of a personality, all they did was provide for Sirius's uh, entry into the birdcage through the spinoff stories. Um, didn't really have a personality. And because Sirius had no depth, while she was able to kill, air quotes, Altaïr, and absorb Altair into her. Um, it didn't last long because Altair has a personality, and that personality was able to overwhelm the lack of a personality in Sirius. And what they
0: what they said in the show to those that um they purposely didn't give her a personality for Altair to take over. And what they said is that Altair went into a different potential. Timeline where she could beat yep. her, and then she did, it took her over. And it's like, what? How do you even do that? Like you were dead. Like you were dead. You were literally yeah. dead. Welcome to
1: Altair, a character that is made stupidly broken because you know That's... some idiot decided to leave it up to the community.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. No. So, like, all this happens. Sirius fails. Literally all out of all of the trunk cards. And... We
1: got an outfit change for Altair that is fucking on point, though.
0: Yeah. Like, you're sitting there and you're like, there's no way they're winning this. Like, Altair's literally about to destroy the universe. And he walks in with the fool's gold that he got from Mage. And you're like... <sighs> Magane, sorry, technically. But uh <laughs> she's like... They're sitting there because that conversation was so important, but it was so easily missed. Like, it was a huge conversation. They made made it a point to focus on it, but it was one of those things where it's like, if you weren't paying attention, you would have easily missed how important that conversation was because she used her cause and effect and made it to where his small character would be accepted. And he made it a point to not use it until it was the very end. So it was like, it was cool and then and then you see what happens when they essentially try to bypass the law of equal exchange as I would say here because uh, he creates he makes a creation that is Altair's creator
1: he 100% recreates Setsuna Shimazaki his friend and the creator of Altair down to every last detail um except for one which comes up later in a little side note but um you know this throws Altair for a loop because of course it would your god who is dead is standing right in front of you there's no way this could be Real, like this know. is
0: not supposed to be a thing. Like this is, but she's the... so
1: clearly the very same person that you know.
0: Yep, and it it, it drives her like she she doesn't want to fight anymore. I was like, she's like, it's over. Like I'm done. Like I can't. And then I'll she let goes. You the end. She goes to attempt to reconcile the world because the, the world is like. This is an anomaly. This shouldn't be a thing. Like you need to be dead. You you should be dead. So she goes to try to commit suicide. So what does Setsuna do with? What does Altair do with her uh, infinite power? She creates a universe solely for those two, where they write each other's story, and it's only those two. Two creations become creators. Yep. Infinite loop. And then they're in their own universe, and it was over. Done. That was it. And it's like when you sit down and you look at it, you're like, I can see why that would normally not get accepted, but okay. You kind of just have to accept it at this point, because what are you going to do? Like, you lose otherwise. And And
1: of course, Magne's uh, little charm worked just right. Yep.
0: That fool's gold was able to fool a lot. The entire universe. Yeah. So that's that's essentially how the series ends. Like you have those two off, and then eventually all the other creations go back. Now these creations that were here, they will, I think they do still have their memories when they go back to the other world. One of them even brings stuff... It's never made clear. Yeah. Um, It's it's, it's it's, never made clear if they go
1: back and that creates a branch. It's never made clear if they go back and just wink out of existence. Yep. We don't know what happens, and we should never find out what happens because, you know, that would ruin a perfectly good ending that wrapped up as many loose threads as it could
0: yeah I agree um, because like there was a lot of, it, like there, there was a lot of things that happened there but like all these characters go back except for one Meteora because she literally cannot go back someone has to
1: be on the side of the gate to uh, keep it open and you can't be on the entrance side if you're on the closed side
0: and there's no other person there that could potentially do it, because, well, she's a creation. No matter how powerful she is, she can't do that. And
1: her power is fading because you know, Altair isn't here anymore.
0: Exactly. There's
1: so nothing uh, there to sustain her. Other, yeah. Sustain her power. Um. So. Meteora Osterreich becomes a uh, citizen of Japan,
0: and she becomes a light novel author, another creator. She becomes a creator from a, crea- a created, a creation becoming human. It's 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 widely it's it's assumed that she becomes she becomes human. She's human.
1: They've and, been human from the start.
0: Yeah, and she is now a creation creator so it's
1: honestly like main reason i still remember this show because i've watched way too much anime i'm going to be frank here um as, you know, as a writer it means a lot to me just you know that notion that you could write something that has such an impact on people that you know if a if something where you know ridiculously popular characters are coming to life in our world imagine if your character a character you create is one that shows up like that imagine writing something that has you know enough meaning to stick around for something important like that you know it i know it's a weird weird example and i'm Failing at communicating it by being a writer, but come on, I'm I'm in the hot seat right now. I haven't written a script because I'm not in, I'm not a total jackass, you know.
0: <laughs> but anyway,
1: script these things. I say as I flip my notes.
0: Yeah, I yeah, but like essentially, like the way the story was handled, the way they ended it was well. I liked it. I like that we finally one one little particular thing is that like. Soda has always been drawn, he's been drawing the entire time throughout the entire series, and we never see his art until the very end. And then you see it, and you're like, his art's not that bad. Like, it really is not that bad. Like, it's actually pretty good. Like, it's pretty damn good. His facial, his faces are a little weird, but you know. His... Well, faces
1: are ridiculously hard to do. Exactly. So. I mean, so... that's a completely accurate representation, you know artist um, to put his pen down for a long time
0: yeah and it's like he honestly looks really it looked really good and i liked the piece that he drew at the very end like it was a very good piece and just to just to finish up because like we're, we're at that time i like how there were connections built between the creations and the creators like when their creations died like when someone when well, so oh, let's they, were that, they, they were not happy. like they screamed like, when Alice Terry died and they lost,
1: essentially lost their daughter, right Yeah. You know?
0: they, they essentially lost their children. like that's, that's their baby. They, they just watched their baby die, and they didn't want that to happen.: I just watched but my baby they,
1: girl blow herself up to save the universe.
0: And it's like, and it may not have even been enough. Exactly. It's like the, these are like those connections that make you really feel that these characters are real i really enjoy these games so if you haven't seen this and you listen to all of this we did this in a way where like we gave you all the information but like there's no real experience like watching it i do recommend going to watch it look what we
1: did here was just two people who wanted to talk about this show for a very long time to give it the credit deserves and we have failed tremendously because we don't know how to do that right we're not script writers if we wrote a script and made a youtube video we'd probably be good at it but we're just talking about it because we have wanted to talk about it for a very long time and we have not until now
0: but yeah no uh if
1: so go watch it
0: please go, go watch, watch it. It.
1: it if you have amazon prime it is free with your amazon prime it's under amazon video just type in Recreators, you don't even need proper punctuation, I don't think it comes up like no. nine times out of ten. Yeah, but um, it's a fantastic show. There are tons of little details like you know, reflections on Soda's glasses that are inverted from the computer screen, clocks advance at a reasonable pace. Um, there's a shot through his glasses which has you know everything through the lens fuzzy because prescription glasses but you're not but the screen itself it would not be prescription so everything in the peripheral is clear but also things in the lenses are refracted so lines don't match up in the lens and on the uh, outside there's a ton of little attention to detail stuff that if you're like me will just make you feel warm inside and a little bit giddy (laughs) Uh, and of course you know all of Meteora's glyphs that she puts out are absolutely amazing. props just... to Studio Troika for that. Um there's even a little easter egg for uh, Ufotable. It's a cafe that's really called Cafe Ufotable.
0: Yeah. There's a there's a lot in there, but um uh, that's, that's Go watch it. No, go watch it. That's all I have no. to say. Um this is the first in the Balls Deep series. The Balls Deep series go for a while. <laughs> Please don't call it that. It's it's a subcategory. <laughs> it's fine because we really do go balls deep
1: into it. In depth discussion or something. Don't call it balls deep.
0: <laughs> All right. And that's it for me. This <laughs> is Joe, Joe's Compendium, Valve, and Company. And we'll see you guys next time.